I don't hear okay. any down, though. That might just be your head. No. <laughs> Welcome to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Janessa McKenzie, a business mindset coach and brand strategist, and I help online experts like you stop self-sabotaging their success and unapologetically build a badass personal brand that makes marketing and sales easy. It's my mission to show you how to become who you were created to be so you can share your talents with the world, make a difference, and create the income and impact you desire. So if you're ready to end your battle with self-sabotage, regain your kick-ass confidence, and create a business and life of your dreams, listen up as I hit the BS button on the notion that hustle and hard work are all it takes to be successful, and mix the woo with the strategy to help you create the mindset, messaging, and visibility you need to attract the clients and cash that you want, while unapologetically building a powerful brand from the inside out. Now let's do this. Everyone, welcome back to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm here with Emily Tupiot today, and she is a photographer, Photoshop educator, and she teaches moms and grandmoms, I love that, how to take and edit better pictures. And you have probably heard of her from Cozy Clicks. Emily, how are you? I am awesome. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Janessa. I'm, I'm excited to be here today. I'm super excited to talk about this today. Um, Tell us a little bit more about you, who you are, who you serve, what you do, all the good stuff. So I am um, a mom, I guess, first and foremost. I'm a mom of four, um, but I'm also a business owner. I'm a photographer. I'm an educator. I'm just everything all kind of wrapped up. So on the business side of things, I started out as a portrait photographer. And because I have, you know, that teacher gene in me, um, it mm. has kind of evolved over time into helping new photographers take and edit better pictures too. So I run the blog Cozy Clicks, um, and then I host the Stay Focused podcast too. And that's just full of, you know, tutorials and tips and videos and resources that are all free to help um, new and intermediate portrait photographers. And just like I said, I work with a lot of moms, but I have found over the years, I'm working with a lot of grandmoms too, that, you know, Whoa. want to start, maybe not necessarily start a business, but just start a love for a hobby that they've always had. And now they have these beautiful grandkids and they want to take better pictures of them too. So that's yeah. kind of me all together. Awesome. That's amazing. So yes. And if you uh, are listening to this right now, you can go over to Emily's podcast and listen to us talk about branding photography. I was on her podcast a few, a few weeks ago, right? About a month ago. You were. And so I am so excited to chat with you because I love creative minds. I love that you're a photographer too. So I think a lot of my audience was really receptive to you and brand photography because I'm not, you know, I, I like photography. I do more portrait photography, not brand photography. Mm -hmm. And you are totally the expert with that, Janessa. So I loved oh. to chat with you and learn, and I learned more from you too. So that was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I love your images. I've seen um, a couple of your videos lately pop up on my feed on Facebook. And I love the way, like, you get that, like, creamy, nice, creamy look to your images. And the editing is amazing. And I can totally see why people, you know, flock to just teach you, to, for you to teach them how to do it. Because 
Yeah, I remember when I first started out, I, you know, followed a couple of big name photographers and I was like, how do they do that? <laughs> well, I think it's always, you know, the big question a lot of new photographers have is they look at that, you know, they, they compare, they admire, um, or, you know, you just scroll through your feed and you're like, how, how does that happen? And, you know, how can you make that work? And I think what a lot of people have to realize is that it's it's not something that you don't just pick up a camera and just start taking great pictures on day one. It's it's a a, pro, a process and it's practice and it's just something that is learned and evolves over time. So it's definitely fun and definitely creative, but just something to keep in the back of your mind too that it's just not not a fancy camera you buy or just Photoshop that you buy and suddenly you you do it. It's something you got to really practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to pause this recording for one second. All right. All right. We are back and we had a little glitch. Sorry. You know me. I don't like to edit too much out of this podcast because it's real. Tech issues are real, right? (laughs) It's so much fun, right? You guys. (laughs) craziness just gotta go with the flow though right like 2020 has has taught that um if anything else that you just gotta go with it you go with absolutely (laughs) absolutely uh okay so we were talking about you know that we don't just pick up a camera and get images like we see um we see on the internet a lot from, you know, bigger name photographers or people that have just been doing it for a a while longer. Um, But today we're going to talk about how to get better images in your camera, even if you don't have a fancy camera. Yes. Let's do that. Let's talk about it. Yes. (laughs) Um, And you know, I have an iPhone and I'm pretty impressed with the camera on the iPhone. You know what I do too. And I am pretty impressed too. Yeah. Um, the iPhone can, you know, camera phones in general take great pictures nowadays. Yeah. Um, cause like when I had my, my first son is 12 now he's in middle school when he was born, the very first iPhone came out and like, not a lot of people had it. And the camera on that, my husband had it because he's like a big tech guy. But, um, I remember like thinking the pictures on that were incredible. And when we look back at his like baby pictures that were on that phone, they look horrible. Yeah. So it was just exciting that we could take pictures on a phone. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because like the, the, before that, like my little flip phones, maybe it was, you could get like a couple pixels in there. And if you squinted, you could see what was going on. Yeah. Um, and that was cool. Yes. But um, no, they, they really have come a long way. So you can get really good pictures on your iPhone or your camera phone now, but there is, I mean, the person that is behind that phone, if your intent is to get a really great photo or one that looks more professional or has a cool composition or is more artsy or creative, you have got to know how to position that camera and how to position your subject to really make it look that much better. Yeah. So while the phones will take a good picture, you can, you know, hold it up and take a picture and it will be clear and the resolution will be nice. And most of the time it will be in focus to really give it that, you know, that magic, that special feel. It's you. It's the person taking the picture that's got to know what they're doing. Yes. Amen to that. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I always, you know, when people 
ask me about photography or, you know, I, I did portrait photography as well. And I really like the moody, like a more moody look to mine Mm -hmm. Um, in studio. It was very like, I love smiley pictures, but I really love like looking away pictures. I really love um, like the badass woman expression, like not really a smile, but the power look, you know, Um, like those are my go-tos when I'm, when I'm doing a portrait session uh, inside, especially I love the lights. I love using lights. So my, my moody images inside is what is what I really love. And a lot of people are like, how do you get that? You know, look like, and you can do it outside too. You just gotta, I always tell them it's like painting with light. Like that's what your camera does. It paints the picture with the light. Exactly. And that would be my, like, probably my number one tip for anyone out there that's listening that wants to get, take better pictures, even on your phone, is to understand the light and understand how to look at light and understand how it falls across your subject's face. Um, And you guys, and it's not a science, it's not anything mathematical that you have to do. It's really just like, you know, like, just like when you look in the mirror at yourself, and there's some mirrors that you look in, in some lighting situations where you're like, Oh, I look good. I look young. And then you turn around and you go like in a dressing room somewhere, or you look in your car mirror, and you're like, Oh my God, I look like the Wicked Witch of the West. Like, <laughs> what, like, what are these shadows doing here? And it's just because the light is different. The way that the light is hitting you is different. So mm-hmm. you've got to make sure as the person taking the picture that you really look at your subject and say, okay, you know, are there heavy shadows you know, on them that are making them look not very flattering? Is there, you know, spotty light or is there, you know, something falling across their face that just looks bad? And a lot of times you can just take your subject and turn them just slightly and the lighting just totally changes the way that they look. So just kind of training your brain to understand the light and the light in relation to your subject. And when I say this to you guys, it's like, I'm not saying you have to go out and buy studio lighting or fancy lights. It might just be the sun or light bulbs from the lamps that are in your house. Like Mm -hmm. it does not have to be fancy at all. Just pay attention and look and be really intentional to how that light is hitting your subject. Yes. I have a funny story about that. So my Let's daughter, it. yeah. <laughs> so my daughter who is, uh, she'll be 12 this weekend, actually. Um, I have been photographing her since I've been photographed since I've been, you know, doing photography, like when I was practicing. So years and she had my phone one day, this is recently. And, um, when I got my phone back, she was the, um, you know, the lock screen on my phone. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> her face, right, with like these big raccoon eyes, um, like light everywhere else on her face, and her eyes were like looked like raccoons, and I was like, Peyton, <laughs> have I not taught you anything? Said if you're gonna take a picture to put on my phone, let's at least be able to see your eyeballs. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I just took it quick, you know. She's funny, but. It was just hilarious. I'm like, really? (laughs) Of all the people that would take a picture like that, you do that? (laughs) 
Well, really, like the light can make or break a selfie too. Like if all you yeah. want to do is take a good selfie, just really, and like you can hold the camera up and just like turn your body around, like do a total 360 while you're looking at the camera and see how the light looks in all different areas. And there yeah. will be one, you know, one winner spot there and one where you'll look like a raccoon. Right. And the other thing, the other funny thing I find is that um, like if I take a selfie, I have like a favorite side, right? Yeah. Of my face. And if I take a picture on the other side, it looks strange to me. I'm like, oh, uh, nope, wrong side. <laughs> oh, no, I totally get it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's another good thing. So especially when you're taking a picture of somebody else, look at the light on their face, make sure that there is no like crazy shadows on their eyes so that because that's, that's the soul. Like that's what we're taking a picture of almost Yeah, is like when you can see somebody's eyes in an image, it, it changes the entire image. Like if you can't see somebody's eyes in the image, it looks like this face with no eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You're right. So I always, you know, pay very close attention to that. Even, even enough light, like, you know, no crazy shadows, like one half is, unless you're going for that look, right? Because you could be going for that look where it's sure. like the moody look. But if you're like at graduation with your grandkids graduating or your son or daughter's graduating and you want to take a nice picture, don't face them right into the sun because their eyes are going to squint you can't see their eyes like they're right. the light may be great but you can't see their eyes because they're like i can't see they're looking at the sun <laughs> you know <laughs> um and you know the talk about sh- talk about shade let's talk about shade um i like the shade i like the shade too <laughs> um, shade, usually when I, when i uh when i'm shooting outside i i tend to seek out shade a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to find shade that is very solid. Yes. So, and what that means, if you're not sure, is if you ever look at shade, like from a wall, um, it's going to create a shadow that's very solid, right? Rather than if you look at the shade that's coming from a tree, there's going to be little trickles of light that come in through the leaves. And if you put someone in the shade where there's those little trickles of light coming through, that shade is going to look all spotty all over them. Mm-hmm. So I hope that makes sense the way I'm explaining that. But what I would recommend you guys doing is just looking for that solid shade because it's going to give you a real nice, flattering, smooth light that hits over your subject. Yes. And then you can turn them more towards the sun because they're in the shade and they're not going to be squinting. Yes, exactly. So that would be more like the open shade. So facing them to the light. And I, I like to um, tell people like a good example of that is like your garage. Like if you, if you have a garage, um, if you open up the garage door inside the garage is shade or most of it, there's a part that's going to be solid shade, mm-hmm. but the sun from outside the garage is going to be coming in. So if you place your subject in the garage, right on that line where the, um, where the shade stops and face them toward that light, you're going to get that really beautiful open shade. Now, I don't know what the back of your garage looks like. So the background might not be super hot, but, (laughs) um, your subject is going to be really lit beautifully. 
Yes. Yeah. And the same thing, like the, when you were saying that what popped into my head was like one side of a house to the other side of the house. So yeah, exactly. Like you don't want to be shooting on the side of the house. The sun is beaming at go to the other side of the house. Exactly. And pull them, you know, towards the end of the house where the light, like the sun is it's, it is hard to explain on a podcast without like, <laughs> without, I know, well, without visuals, you know, we're talking about a very visual thing right now. So you guys yep. really got to picture this all in your, your brain. That's why yes. I'm, tr- I'm trying to give some, you know, very visual examples, but yeah, you know, no, no, that, and that was a great example. So tip one, look at the light, pay attention Definitely. to what kind of light is on their face, make sure their eyes are open. Um, what's your next tip? Um, again, and a lot of this comes back to just being very intentional and being very purposeful when you take a picture. So my next tip would be to not look at your subject, but to look at the background, because how many times have you looked at a picture and said like, Oh, this would be so cute, but look at that trash can, you know, that's in the background there, or look at, I wish my dirty laundry wasn't on the floor right there. or My kitchen's a mess in the background. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's because you didn't take the time to really look at what was going on in the entire image. So when you're getting ready to take a picture and you're looking at your subject and you're looking at the light, then be really intentional about everything else in the background, because a lot of times it's really easy to just, you know, take that dirty laundry and kind of push it to the side or just move your subject or move yourself. So you don't see the trash can in the background, because really all those little details and those little things can really break a great picture or just bring your attention toward that thing that could have so easily been moved out of the image. So I guess my next tip would be looking at the background, looking at the details and removing things that you don't want to be in the back of your picture. Yes. And removing things from your subject that you don't want on your subject either. Oh, definitely. And I'll tell you the biggest one right here that I see a lot. Cell phones in the front pocket, you guys. <laughs> or um, keys. Those or keys. Yes. That's almost like always the first thing that I look at is, okay, do they have a cell phone in the pocket? Because it's not really flattering to have this big rectangle thing that's hanging out on your thigh, um, mm. especially for women. You know, sometimes it blends in with the men, but it's <laughs> so big. Um, another thing like bra straps on women, make sure those aren't showing hair or ties like, or yeah, hair ties on the arms or gum. Yes. If they're chewing gum, mm. um, you know, big smile. Sometimes you see that bright blue gum that suddenly <laughs> shines through. So those little details on your subject too are going to really help make the picture look more professional. And if you're someone who's more into editing or working in Photoshop or Lightroom, it's going to help you big time when you sit down to edit the pictures too, because you won't have to edit all that stuff out. Yeah. Can you imagine editing out a wall and not like we haven't done it before, but yeah. blue gum behind the teeth, like, yep. uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, why did I do that? It's like the best image ever everything else and then you're like oh they have blue gum in their mouth yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah and the um and that takes a little bit to like really pay attention to everything right um you've you've got to train yourself it's definitely a different way of thinking rather than just grabbing your phone 
and quick taking a picture because someone looks cute or the background looks pretty. But if you're thinking of it in terms of creating, you know, a composition and something that looks more professional, something that's more arty or creative, you definitely have to train your brain to think a little bit differently and just, like I said, be intentional and pay close attention to everything. Yeah. And to go back to the background for one second, um, if you're outside anywhere, make sure there is nothing growing out of people's heads. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, like I've had trees growing out of people's heads. I actually did a, a branding shoot at the beach. And just as I was like, she was walking the beach. So I, my shutter was really fast and it was like, and a speedboat came by in the background and looked like it was like sitting right on top of her. (laughs) I was like, Ooh, (laughs) yeah. So, I mean, sometimes you can't help it. Right. But just pay attention to the, like, especially trees, I think. Um, Yes. For me, it's cactus. I'm here in Phoenix in the desert. (laughs) So cactus seem to grow out of heads a lot here. But, uh, I've, yeah. I've, I've figured out how to work my way around that. And usually it's, it's just moving your body slightly. And then by just moving your body slightly, you're going to eliminate any of that head growth from people. Yes. Yeah. All right. So that was number two. Was that number two? That was, I don't know. Now I'm off. Of what, what we said the light, lighting, definitely always number one, yeah. uh, background, looking at the background, looking at the details in your subject. Mm-hmm. That's another great point. You guys, um, the, you know, another tip I would tell you guys, especially if you are serious or thinking about being more serious with your picture taking. Okay. If it's mm-hmm. something you really enjoy doing, if it's something you want to learn more, I highly suggest getting a DSLR camera and it doesn't have to be a super expensive one. It doesn't have to be the newest model. It can be one that is borrowed. It can be an old model that you get used, especially if you're just starting out. And what I would recommend doing is really learning how to use it. Not just saying, oh, I got this cool, fancy camera. My pictures are going to look great because you know what? Your picture's if you put your, your DSLR camera in auto, it's probably going to take pictures just as great as your iPhone is because Mm -hmm. it's going back to, again, it's the person behind the camera, but when you can turn it to manual, um, or even like aperture priority or, or one of those, um, kind of, uh, in between stages that gives you even more creative control over creating these pictures. And that's when you're going to start to really see magic happen. And your pictures looking like those ones on Instagram and Facebook that you stop and say, Whoa, how did they do that? Yeah. Um, so that's what, and these are, if you're just kind of play around, you know, and you like to take selfies of yourself, you don't need to invest in a DSLR, but if, you know, if you have fun with it, if it's something that's a hobby of yours, or maybe you want to turn it into a business, yes, get the DSLR, invest in that and invest in really understanding how to learn it. Yeah. And especially if you have a product. Yes. Yeah. If you have a product, like, yes, you can take an amazing image with your cell phone. Right. But getting that DSLR and they're really not that expensive right now. They're, you know, like, a depending on which one you get, like somebody asked me once, what's the best camera? I'm like the one that's in your hand. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Right. It doesn't matter. But 
if you want to invest in a DSLR, just for right now, get the lowest version, like the cheapest version of a DSLR. I'm a, I'm an icon girl. I don't know about you. I'm Canon. So (laughs) I like the, the Canon rebels are great choices for starter starter cameras if you're if you want a recommendation but Janessa you you go with the Nikon I'm not anti yeah my my (laughs) first camera was uh, a Nikon 3200 Um, and you know it did everything it did everything that the camera my D750 does now you know except it's not it wasn't a full frame which that's like a whole nother conversation right right (laughs) Well, keep it simple for you guys. I'm thinking if you're listening to it right now, you're just kind of in those beginning stages of being interested in it. But yeah, um, yeah. And what I, I, I like to tell people too, um, you know, it doesn't have to be brand new if, right. because you're eventually, if it's something you love doing, eventually you're going to upgrade. Um, it just, you're just going to along the way. And especially if you create and turn it into a business, but Get one that's on, you know, Craigslist. See if there's one at Goodwill. Look through, you know, the Facebook groups and see if, you know, someone is selling one that seems a little more reputable. Um, I my first camera, my first DSLR was one I just borrowed from my dad. So it was an it was an older, real. It was actually probably one of the first Canon Rebel models out there. I think it was like the XSI. They're in to the T's now, but. Um, yeah. And that's what I just learned with. It was just something that was borrowed. So you don't have to spend a lot of money. Yeah. Mine was sitting in my closet for a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how sad. You're I know. Camera. Right. I know. You're and I took it play. out one day and I'm like, I really got to learn how to use this. thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's just but- how it started. That's how it is. Not funny. Like something that was sitting in my closet forever. But I think you're, I think you're probably like a lot of people. I think people think that they can get the the camera right away and uh, it can be kind of overwhelming. If you take it out of the box, it's like, there's all these weird buttons and dials and things that your Mm -hmm. iPhone camera doesn't have. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, this is too much. Let's put it away and stick to the iPhone. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I've actually, you know, uh, I had a studio about two years ago and I used to teach DSL DSLR classes there. Um, and there were like, people were like, Oh my God, when's your next one? Because they just wanted to know what all the buttons did. Yeah. And once you guys learn that, it's like, it's just like like a whole new world. Yeah. A whole new world opens up with what you can create. You're like, Oh, I can do that. And I don't even like, Yes, the iPhones now have portrait mode, which is amazing, but I'll tell you nothing beats a DSLR, you know, when you're being intentional and that's, you're doing all the things that we just talked about, paying attention to the light, you understand your dials, you know, all these things. Is it going to take a little bit? Yeah, it's just going to, it's just like starting your business, right? You have to learn things when you start your business. It's just another piece of knowledge for you to have going forward. Um, And and especially if you have products, because I think it would definitely benefit you to, to be able to use a DSLR to create images with 
Definitely. And you know what, Janessa, I know that you talk to a lot of business owners and a lot of new entrepreneurs. So you don't have to necessarily be wanting to start a photography business or a portrait business, but understanding how to use that camera and light and really all the things we just talked about, minus maybe the cell phones in the pocket, um, (laughs) you know, would deal with products too, or whatever it is whatever things are that you're selling or portraying, or I know you do, you know, I know you're a brand photographer, um, Janessa too. So Mm -hmm. understanding how to use that camera. So maybe you could take pictures of you for the brand of your business too. So doesn't mean that just because you learn the camera that you're going to be a portrait photographer, it just is going to help you in so many ways in whatever business that, you know, you're trying to create. Yeah. And when you, you can do video with them as well. So you can, you know, set them up and record on them. I know you can do that on your iPhone too. Trust me. But when you see the, (laughs) see the difference between the video quality of a, a camera, a DSLR camera that has recorded a video and you know, your, your cell phone, it's there. It is a game changer. It is. And I struggle so much with the video piece of that. I've got to tell you guys, and I know I've got that, you know, I've got all the equipment to do it, but picture taken is my thing. Video is like a whole nother ball game for me. So I love, love, love video. I do love like, especially when I was, um, I'll even do it now branding, um, like for marketing purposes, just short little clips as we're going through our session like just live little clips here and there. But um, I actually saw a video of yours recently. I don't know. It could have been an ad too. I don't know. (laughs) Well, well, which one did you see? (laughs) But it was you in the desert with the little girl. um, And it was video. Yeah. 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 And it was my iPhone. Yeah. So you know, whether it's, like I said, the best camera is the one in your hand. If it's the iPhone, if you have, that's what you have, pay attention to the tips we just talked about. Light, no like weird shadows when you're standing in the shade because you'll get light. I call it dappled light. And I know that if I say that some people are going to be like, what? But when she was, when Emily was talking about the light coming through the trees and the spots on the ground, like you can see the light spots on the ground. Don't put somebody there. Don't put yourself there. Don't put your product there. <laughs> put it yep. in, you know, straight shade. What did you call it? Solid shade. Solid shade. Yes. Solid shade. Um, make sure people's eyes are open. Um, the other thing I want to say about shade too, is that if you're going to take an image in shade, make sure that your again your that background isn't um completely blown out because you're taking that image in the shade and then the light if you have like harsh light behind them it it can look very awkward you're right you're right you got it which goes back to that just paying attention to the background and what's mm-hmm. going on back there yeah but I think the best thing that we can say is just go do it. Yeah, it really is. 
mm. really, with, you know, with photography, with business, with anything that, you know, makes your heart happy, you guys just get started and try and give yourself a break. If you don't get it right on the first try and just, you know, just keep practicing. If your pictures don't look like the ones you think are magical on Instagram, that's okay. One day they will be for, you know, for you, as long as you just keep at it. Yeah. And just keep trying, like test, go to go practice, go test. Uh, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. Once you start actually taking pictures, whether it's, you know, it doesn't even matter what it is of, you're going to start seeing, oh, that's what she was talking about, about the shade. Oh, that's what, you know, she was talking about, about the trees growing out of people's heads. Like, <laughs> yes, you'll get it. The, the first time you do it, then you're going to be like, oh man, and you will do it. You guys, I guarantee you're going to have yeah. that tree or something that's out of someone's head and, <laughs> and then you'll never do it again, but except no, you, you will definitely will, look for that. Will. <laughs> you'll definitely look for that from now on. <laughs> that's so funny. So Emily, as we're talking to entrepreneurs here, tell us uh, a little bit about your first, you know, couple years in business. So my first couple years in business, I was primarily just a service-based local business here in Phoenix. I was, you know, uh, working with portraits with families and kids. And actually I was working with a lot of different types of photography, trying to figure out my niche. Um, I never thought of myself as a business owner, really. I was just kind of playing it by ear, seeing if it worked. Um, and it wasn't until, um, I don't know, probably two years in one or two, one or two years in, um, my husband got sick. Um, not, I mean, he's better now, but he lost his job during that time where he wasn't able to work. And it made me realize like, oh, I've got a, a you know, I'm the primary income to our family. Now I've really got to start stepping things up. Um, and that's when I became more of a business. I started to think just more business minded and like, okay, this is not a hobby. This is not me getting, you know, money to buy wine on the weekends anymore. Um, this is something where I have to, you know, keep a, a record of my books and I have to have a marketing plan for a way for, um, clients to flow in. Um, and so I was, you know, I definitely, I was able to do that. I was able to just switch my mind around, be real intentional about being a business owner. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs in the beginning, I'm just, I mean, I, I think they feel like I did. Maybe you guys don't, I don't know, but I think we kind of feel like phonies at first. Like it's not yes. real. It's not a real business. Um, you know, who am I, you know, I don't have a business degree or a marketing degree. Oh. Um, but as you just keep at it and continue to do it. And there doesn't, there doesn't even have to be something in your life that like, for me, that suddenly triggers that change. But when you suddenly just cross over to like, yes, I'm real. I have a business. I, you know, I am in charge. I am the business owner. I'm making money. Um, I think that's when, you know, things really start happening and growing for you. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, I know that my first year, even two years in business was like the struggle bus, right? Because you feel like you don't know anything. You're like, I just want to take pictures. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you're like, but then I have to learn marketing. And then I have to like all these things. And, and you, I did, I questioned myself, is this even worth it? Like, is this really what I want to do? Yeah. <laughs> because it was like all so much. It felt like, you know, I'm like, I want to take 
you know, beautiful pictures of, and I started off with kids and families too. So, you know, I want to create these memories and I want to do all these things. Um, but then I have to get customers. Um, how do I do that? You know, (laughs) it's so many, it's like, suddenly you realize there's so many hats that you have to wear because it's not just you being a photographer and understanding how to be a creative anymore. And this is with all businesses. You got to know the business part, the money part, the marketing part the you know, not fun stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. the stuff that you don't really want to do, but you totally have to do to be a real business. Yeah. Um, So all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, I mean, it sounds like, I'm sure it wasn't easy. You know, you made it sound very easy, <laughs> but, but I'm no, sure I mean, this, it has been, this has been years. Like it I mean, it was years and years. And, it, and at first, like I was, a, I was a, um, I was a college professor. I taught um, night classes. I taught um, a few classes during the day. I was, I did work in the elementary and preschools for a while, but when I was starting my business, I was still, you know, doing, I was still teaching and I can remember just driving at night to one of my classes and just kind of daydreaming and thinking like, oh, what if I didn't have to do this anymore? What do you, you know, what if I could just, you know, do my photography full time and wouldn't that be so cool? And I would just have these visions of making it happen. And then slowly it just did. It wasn't like I had these visions and the next day I woke up and it was like, oh, I'm full time and my calendar's booked and I've got all this money coming in. But yeah, it was like, uh, you know, just visions in my head that started and I just kind of rolled with it and kept going with it. Um, but then I got to a point where it was like, okay, this is, this is fun. And I like doing this, but as a service-based business in one area and with only one of me, I felt like there was, um, I wanted to do more. I wanted to be able to serve more people. And because I do have the, you know, that teacher background, I started to kind of go back to full circle to like, okay, could I teach this, you know, back in the community college or, you know, would they hire me to start mm-hmm. teaching photography? And then I just thought, you know what, forget that. I'm going to do my own thing. You know, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to figure out this online stuff. I've already created curriculum for online courses before, so I could totally do it. Um, and then I just started, you know, trying to help people and trying to educate people on how to take great pictures through, um, a separate, separate, but together business, um, where, you know, I created online classes and Photoshop classes, and that really kind of spiraled into something great for my business too. Mm. So in the beginning, in those first two years, was there a time where you were like, forget it, like, screw it. I'm just going to go back and get a job. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess for me, I mean, it definitely could have been because I, I mean, I did work, I did a few things. And in the first few years, you know, my husband was working, he had a great job and it was just fun for me. It was just kind of like, there was no pressure. It was just like, I was, I was just, you know, the clients were rolling in as they came in. If I didn't get clients, it wasn't a big deal. When I did, I was grateful and I liked it. But then when he was not able to work anymore, it hit our family hard. And I like, it just wasn't an, that wasn't an option for me to quit. My option was suddenly, well, I guess it was an option. It was like, okay, I can either go back to teaching at the college and I have a set amount of money and that wasn't enough money for our family. Um, or I could really try to make this real. I could really try to do something with this business that had been a hobby for a couple of years. And you know what it, and at that moment was not the moment when suddenly my business was 
you know, thriving and wonderful. It's still years took time to continue to, to build. But at that time, I think I suddenly made that mind shift that, yes, this is a business and yes, I've got to focus and I've got to, you know, go down. That's the path that I'm going to go down. Yeah. And, um, I've, I, I have loved it. I have loved it ever since. So I am glad that that is the choice that I made was to be an entrepreneur because with that comes so much more freedom and so much more creativity and things that I can do. Um, and so much more that I can do for my family too. Yeah. Awesome. That was awesome. Well, thank you. Emily, tell (laughs) (laughs) tell everyone where they can find you. All right. I am at um, cozyclicks.com. That is my website. And I have hundreds and hundreds of articles and tutorials and videos for you guys to learn more about taking and editing uh, better pictures. Like I said earlier, I'm the host of the Stay Focused podcast. So if you are more of an auditory learner, if you like to listen to things, um, I chat about photography and I chat with lots of photography experts over on the Stay Focused podcast. All that is free over there for you guys. Um, if you're really into learning that DSLR camera and learning more about light, I do have a free online class that I offer. It's the photography uh, boot camp, and you can register for that at cozyclicks.com forward slash boot camp, and that will help you see a lot more visually the things I was talking about. So I actually do a whole solid shade, spotted shade in there. And I, and I do, um, I have some videos in that free class where I show you the eyes and the differences and how the eyes look too. So a lot of the things we talked about today, you will see visually if you want to register for that. Um, so that's cozyclicks.com forward slash bootcamp. Yeah, that's amazing. If, if any of this resonated with you today, or you're like, what are they talking about? I need to take better pictures, but I can't visually, like, I can't, mentally see this in my head, right? <laughs> like yeah. what the heck are they saying? Go register for that boot camp because it sounds like everything that we talked about today is in there. And you're it gonna is. To- and you know what? You get to see my garage too. So oh, I just, yay. just like a, yeah. <laughs> Not like it's super exciting, but just if you want to compare messiness of garages, I show you that in there too. Oh, that's so funny. And that and that's exactly where that exact example came from, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. All right, Emily, thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your awesomeness with us tonight. You are so welcome. And thank you for having me, Janessa. And anyone that is listening right now, thank you so much for um, hanging out and listening to me too and learning a little bit today. Yeah. Uh, And as always, anyone, everyone listening, uh, snap a picture of or a screenshot of this episode or snap a picture of yourself listening to this episode and tag Emily and I on Instagram in your stories. Tell us what you thought. Send us a DM. Just show us some love. Just send a hey, <laughs> whatever you want. Yes. No, I love that. And I always love sharing <laughs> in my stories when people are listening to it. it really helps just connect me. And I'm sure Janessa, you feel this way with people that are listening because sometimes it just feels like Um, the conversation is a little one-sided and I want to see your face too. You know, I want to see you guys and that you're hearing and you're listening and you're taking something out of it. My Instagram is just at cozy clicks. I'm on there all the time. I respond to people. I like to connect with people all the time. So if you're listening, I would love to connect with you. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Uh, And I agree with you when you say, you know, 
sometimes it can feel one-sided while I do interview or I can't even call this an interview, right? Like this is just a conversation. While I have tons of conversations on this podcast with people, it is always nice to see who's listening and, and to get, you know, to know that we're, you know, not just talking to ourselves here. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right, everyone, we will see you in the next episode.